freedom, man. That's what it's all about. Welcome. You are listening to What on Earth is Happening. This show will discuss the topics of human consciousness, mind control, natural law, the occult, and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of Earth. What on Earth is Happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches its critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Welcome, one and all. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. I am your host, Mark Passio. This show is live every Sunday from 5 to 7 p.m. East Coast time. That's 4 to 6 p.m. Central time. Today is Sunday, May 22nd, 2011. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. And there's a great show lined up here for you today. We are going to continue to discuss the esoteric symbolism behind the reverse side of the Great Seal of the United States. This is better known as the pyramid and all-seeing eye that is found on the back of the $1 bill. We started this last week and I began to extensively break down the symbolism of this seal. We're going to continue that today. We're going to look at the gematria or the hidden occult numerology in this seal today and look at some of its uh, deeper underlying meanings. So that's coming up on the show a little bit later. I have a couple event announcements to read. The uh, first is right here in Philadelphia today. There is uh, an event that is happening at Independence Mall Visitor Center right on the lawn. It's called Raise the Vibration. And it's uh, basically an event uh, where all activists of Philadelphia, of any persuasion that are attempting to really improve the state of the world, are coming together to talk about you know, what uh, the world that they want to see come to fruition would look like and how to make that happen. So it's a good, positive uh, event and uh, that's happening today all throughout the day uh, right here in Philadelphia at Independence Mall Visitor Center right on the lawn there so anybody who happens to be in the area that might want to check that out uh, that'll be going on until 11 o'clock tonight I'll be going out to it right after the show finishes so raise the vibration a uh, good friend of mine um, Dave Immendorfer really helped uh, put this event together and um, hopefully it'll be a big success the second event is the Tesla Science Foundation's Nikola Tesla Energy Independence Celebrations coming up here in Philadelphia July 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th. And there's the Tesla Science Conference, which, which is a big portion of the uh, overall energy independence celebrations that happen every summer around Tesla's birthday. 
Uh, the science conference will be open to the general public, and its topics will include ether theories, alternative energy, exotic propulsion technologies, electrotherapy, Tesla coils, and the wireless transmission of power. This event is open to the general public and only $100 for registration. Uh, that's for all four days. And uh, students will receive a 50% discount with a valid student ID. You can register online for the Tesla Science Conference coming up here in Philadelphia, July 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th at the Tesla Science Foundation's website, teslasciencefoundation.org. We'll be right back on what on earth is happening, and we'll jump right in with our topic, which is esoteric symbolism. Stay with us, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back on What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're going to be discussing the esoteric symbolism on the back of the dollar bill, namely the reverse of the Great Seal of the United States. We started this last week. Uh, before we do that, I want to direct everyone to my website at whatonearthishappening.com. And if you click on the radio listen page, which is the um, graphic on the left, uh, the upper left-hand side of the uh, home page when you enter the site, it says listen live. You will come to the radio listen page, and then on that page, it will say images for today's show. And there will be a list of, uh, of, of numbers that are links, and each one of those numbers is a link to an image. If you click one, it will come up in a slideshow. These are the images we're going to discuss today on the show. And we were beginning this uh, topic of conversation last week, and I was breaking down uh, this sigil, which is an occult collection uh, of symbols that are put together to make a more complex symbol. And in order to understand how that process works, we need to be versed in the building blocks or the uh, vocabulary, so to speak, of uh, what this this sigil or this complex symbol com is comprised of. It's like uh, being able to read uh, involves understanding the vocabulary of the words and in turn understanding the letters that comprise each word. So understanding a complex symbol, the prerequisites of that process are understanding the simple symbols which the larger, more complex symbols is com symbol is comprised of. So we started this um, breakdown of the Great Seal last week, and we ended up understanding that it essentially represents the world in transition to a new world order. And whether that transition is a positive one in which we uh, emerge in a state of freedom or whether it is an extremely negative one in which humanity emerges into a state of slavery is a choice and it is up to us and it is up to how much we become enlightened and bring enlightenment to the world through the process of acting rightly upon that which we know 
So you have to come to a place of enlightenment through knowledge and then turn that knowledge into true wisdom by acting properly upon it. This is symbolized by the eye above the pyramidal structure, the light, okay, or the, the source, the oneness, the unification of our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions. And I made a, if we look at the seal in image number one, that light is a very small portion but it illuminates the entire scene. What is of a very great proportion in the image is stone, which represents unchangingness. It represents stubbornness. It represents staying in one form, okay? The uniform, okay? Conformity. It represents um, heaviness, weight, the opposite of light. Okay, it represents low consciousness connected with the earth, meaning bound in ego-based awareness, not connected with spirit, okay? Uh, not that earth in and of itself is anything negative, okay? It means identification with the material, all right? The stone is what we want to transmute into light, we looked at this as the symbol of all masonry, both light and dark, true Freemasonry and dark occultic masonry. It's both, okay, because the dark masons or the dark occultists of the world, the dark builders, because as we said, we are all builders of our collective experience in the world, and uh, therefore everyone is actually a mason, everyone is a co-creator of the experience that everyone ultimately uh, lives in, in, in the three-dimensional space-time reality that we experience here on Earth. We are the co-creators of that reality. Whether we understand the laws that govern it, whether we understand the process of co-creation or not, that is the case. So we're creating this reality forward into the future, and it will either be one where the entire world is devoid of light, Okay, meaning that that light has been bricked up. The small amount of light that still remains in the world has been completely blocked out from the world. And a male dominator structure, the blade, okay, the symbol of the blade, the upward pointing triangle by itself, rules the world. So in image number two, this is an animated GIF that I created to show this dichotomy of the current world in transition with a little bit of light left in it attempting to reach or transmute the stone, which is the vast majority of the population, and the dark new world order of the bricked up uh, light, where no light is reaching the world, no light is reaching the earth. You can see this animation if you click image number two. So in image number three, I show the representation of this dark new world order, represented by the completed work of the dark occultists, so we said last week that Anuit Coeptis means he or she favors our work, favors our project, favors our undertaking, our enterprise, however you want to look at that word Coeptis. And we can see that this is that work. This is what the dark new world order, Novus Ordo Seclorum, is. It is the world with no light in it that the, the light of the Creator no longer reaches anyone in the earth and they are in a spiritual prison. They are in a prison actually of spirit, mind, and body, all three. 
and a male dominator world reigns supreme. And this world is ruled or governed by dark occultists behind the scene who have all the light and yet have removed it from meaning they have the knowledge of what really is going on and has really taken place, but they have removed that knowledge from general circulation. So they rule as God from the shadows because that is their intention. They want to be God here on earth. They want to rule in hell because that's what they're rapidly turning this world into, a hell. Unless we do something about it by changing ourselves, by learning by taking true personal responsibility, by acting on what we know to be right, and by helping to influence as many other people as possible into making that same great change within themselves. In image number four, I showed that there is hidden geometry contained in the seal. Images four and five show this. If we look at the dark New World Order symbol, and I showed that you derive these five letters or five points by actually placing the compasses and square of Freemasonry, the symbol of Masons, over top, overlaid on top of the pyramid. And um, that is in the last podcast. You can go back and check that out. You can um, find the five letters, the points of the compasses and the points of the square point to these five letters. And they, are, they form an anagram for Mason. If they are connected without the light, they form an inverted pentagram, which is the symbol of the satanic mindset. And uh, that's the intro music for this next break. We will be right back after these messages, folks. Stay with us. We'll continue to break down on the other side. All right, folks, we're back on what on earth is happening. We were breaking down the reverse of the Great Seal of the United States symbolically. And we were on image number four from the What on Earth is Happening radio listen page on whatonearthishappening.com. Image number four shows the dark New World Order completed and how this is a satanic world that has been created. Because when we connect the five points that are formed by the word Mason, the anagram that we derive from placing the compasses and square over the pyramid on the reverse of the great seal, it forms these five letters. When we connect them in a way that does not include the light, we get an inverted pentagram which represents the reign of the material world over the spiritual world because the inverted pentagram represents the thrusting of the fifth element into the ground, burying it under the weight of the pyramid, okay, of stone. The, the spirit represents that fifth element, that fifth point, which needs to be in the upright position, which needs to essentially be given a superior position to the material aspects of ourselves, that we understand that we are a spiritual being having a physical experience and not simply uh, physical 
uh, mechanized machines in a physical mechanized universe. So this is the dark new world order. And in image number five, we see what we will create as masons, as builders of our collective experience, if we incorporate the light. So the five uh, letters spelling the word mason, if the light is included, forms the seal of Solomon, the sun and the moon. It contains the sacred feminine or spiritual aspect of ourselves incorporated with the male aspect. And the male aspect is governed by the light, which is in the, in the superior position. And we see that now that that, um, that uh, point of light, which is the source of all and the unity of everything, actually reigns at the top of the image, but the sacred feminine element is also included in the image. So this represents right action combined with the sacred feminine uh, component of care, true care. And that is what a light mason wishes to build. Now, when that is um, perpetuated, when that is done chronically, okay, when we live like that all of the time, what will eventually happen is that stone becomes transmuted into pure light. Okay, that's what the goal of the light mason actually is, is to transmute that stone and bring the light down to the earth, to, to bathe the world in light, so to speak, such that there is no more stone, there is no more unenlightened people. There is a state of universal enlightenment in which the truth reigns supreme not the authority of man, okay? The authority of truth. So this is, uh, in image number six, if we proceed to image six, we can see the representation of this positive new world order. The new world order where truth, love, and freedom are the end results. Where there is no pyramid of stone, there is only light. And... That is the true great work, the unification of thought, emotion, and action, which will create truth, love, and freedom. And in image number seven, I have put together a slide showing all three of these states in in, um, juxtaposition with each other. So this will really clarify what this image ultimately represents. And you can see at the very top of the image, it says the world in transition and it's showing the reverse of the great seal. And then the question is asked, which new world order will be created? And on the left-hand side, I show the dark new world order and I describe it as a male dominator world without light where dark occultists rule an ignorant enslaved population with an iron fist. On the right-hand side, I show the light new world order. And this is what our choice is between these two worlds that are going to be created in the near future. It's all our choice. This is the state of the one great work here depicted on the, on the right, the light new world order, one great work, truth, love, freedom, universal enlightenment through wisdom and personal responsibility, truth, love, and freedom prevail. That choice, ladies and gentlemen, is up to us. As I said, this is a very misunderstood symbol. People only tend to look at the negative side of it, where they look at that light representing the so-called Illuminati 
and them keeping everybody else in a state of disconnection from them in a state of ignorance, which is represented by the stone. And that is certainly true. That is the dark New World Order way of looking at that symbol. But we need to understand that that light represents the true creator and the true source. See, the dark illuminists or the dark occultists consider themselves as God here. They think they are God. They want to be God. So they usurp that role of the light and say that they have all of the light and they are the gods here. And they're nothing of the sort. They're just demented, twisted, psychopathic people who happen to, they do happen to know a lot about the spiritual reality in which they live and they choose to deny that version of reality and they choose instead to want to serve only themselves without any care because they have no emotions. That's what a psychopath is, a being that doesn't have the ability to feel. And in this state of actual self-hatred, because that's what it really is, it's not true self-respect, these people ultimately know that they're damaged goods at some form or another. And that there's something that is horribly broken in them because they have no emotions. And therefore, they want everybody else just to feel as miserable as they do all the time about themselves. And sadly, you know, that is working for most people. That is, that is working. Their, their plan to make people feel like that works when it comes to most people on the earth. Because not many people are living a fulfilled life, doing what they really should be doing. They're just wasting their lives, wasting their time, working to pay bills, working for fake money that's valueless, that's not worth the paper it's printed on. And they're going along to get along. And in doing so, they are unwitting accomplices of this dark new world order. They pay taxes to service uh, wars. They pay taxes to to uh, service the pedophiles that are in office and in their religions and uh, to, to help basically uh, bomb people in other sovereign countries that they have no, that we have no business being in. Um, they continue to keep their money in banks and banking institutions where basically they're owned and ruled by dark occultists that don't care about them but are making money hand over fist in uh, basically keeping all this money, lending it out, uh, extracting derivatives upon it, charging ridiculous interest rates on it, and uh, fueling their other Ponzi schemes of you know fractional reserve banking and um, the Federal Reserve with all the people's fake money. But people continue to let it go on because they don't know any better, because they're basically unread, because they don't care, they've become apathetic, because they don't really have any true self-respect. And that's what ultimately needs to change if we're going to start to transmute things here and start sending them, sending them in a positive direction. So we'll get back into all of that when we come back after this next break. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. We'll be right back, folks. Stay tuned. All 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back on What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. All images that we discuss on this show are on whatonearthishappening.com on the Radio Listen live page. And um, you'll see it listed under images for today's show. And then there's a series of numbers there that all represent images. We have been looking at these images which represent the reverse of the great seal of the United States and breaking down its esoteric symbolic meaning here on the show over the last couple of weeks. And we're going to look at a different dimension of this today. We're going to introduce another occult topic known as gematria. That's spelled G-E-M-A-T-R-I-A. And what this basically is, is a form of occult numerology. And this is also embedded in the reverse of the Great Seal and in other places in occult symbology. We're going to look at it specifically as it relates to the reverse of the Great Seal. Now, if we look at that image of the reverse of the Great Seal with the pyramid and the all-seeing eye, we will see nine letters on the base of the pyramid. Again, this is a 13-level pyramid. And as I said, that's a solar number. Okay? It represents the sun and the 12 houses of the zodiac. And indeed, that's what the ruling so-called elitists or illuminated ones consider themselves a solar cult. They are the cult of the sun. They are dark Atonists. Okay? They are dark Luciferians. They are dark Setians. All of these are simply representations of the dark sun. Okay? It doesn't mean that those names, uh, well, when it comes to set, it does mean that it's a, a negative. It's set, there is no really positive side to him in Egyptian cosmology. He was the opposite or antithesis of Horus, the rising sun, the true bringer of light. Um, it, you know, the dark solar principle represents the force that keeps people in a state of opposition or duality. It's the Satan principle, as we've talked about before many times on this program. And again, in Hebrew, the word Satan means adversary or opposer, the one who tears apart, the one who creates strife, division, opposition. And this is an internal opposition, ultimately. And that's what they want to foster at all times. They want people torn between themselves and each other. That's the only way they can rule, through divide and conquer. So, this 13 is symbolic of the solar cult nature of the pyramid or the great work that they want to build. That's why there's 13 courses of brick for the dark new world order. Okay? And again, this also, this number 13 also represents the positive side, the sun and the 12 houses of Zodiac depicting the light, the true light, the light of reason, okay, the light of knowledge of self, the, the, the light meaning being connected to the true source of oneness. We have to understand that there is a dual nature to symbolism depending on who's using it and what the purpose that they're using it is. We can't get locked down into unidimensional thinking about what any given symbol means. 
And this is the trap that most researchers, when it comes to Freemasonry in general, when it comes to the occult in general, when it comes to this type of symbolism, which has clearly has a dual meaning when you get deeper into it and don't just skirt the periphery, don't just look at it on a surface level, but really dig deep and understand what these symbols really mean. We understand that it's not as simple as meaning one thing. So the number 13 is a classic solar number, okay? And it represents when when it comes to building the dark new world order or beginning the work in earnest of building this pyramid of stone, then it, it's, it carries a negative connotation. When it means building toward the light, Okay, and actually helping to transmute that brick, that stone, into pure light, which is embodied and symbolized by the sun, then it carries a positive connotation. All right, so we're going to look at these nine letters and understand what they really mean and why they're on the base of this pyramid. So we need to understand them as Roman numerals, first of all. Okay, They're, they don't uh, clearly aren't forming a word. The, the letters are M, D, C, C, L, X, X, V, I. Nine letters, they represent Roman numerals, the Roman numbering system. Okay, and in slide number eight here, in image number eight on the radio listen page of what on earth is happening, you can see the breakdown of each one of these Roman numerals and what number they represent in the Roman numeral system. M is the Roman numeral that stands for the number 1,000. D is the equivalent of 500. C is the equivalent of 100. L is the equivalent of 50. X represents 10. V represents five, and I represents one. So when we add these all together in the nine letters that we are given at the base of the pyramid, we get a number. So let's do that. We have M, a thousand, D, we're adding 500, so we've reached 1,500, okay? Now we have two C's. Each C is worth 100. So now we are at 1,700. Then we have an L. L represents 50, so we're at 1,750. We have two X's, which each represent 10. So now we've at, we're adding 20 to 1,750. We have 1,770. Then we have a V, which represents 5, 1,775. And then we have a 1, an I, which represents 1, 1,776, which of course is a very significant date, a significant year, because that was the year that we wrote the Declaration of Independence and declared our independence from the tyranny of Great Britain and the, uh, the old world order, so to speak. And as we know, immediately the new world order began being built after that year. And this is also the date that the dark marriage between royalty and the dark occultists really occurred in earnest through the formation of the Bavarian Illuminati 
1776. That organization, of course, is much older, but it's simply a symbolic date for a number of reasons, which we're going to get into tonight. And uh, that initiation of the so-called Illuminati was done in on May 1st, Valpurgisnacht of 1776, Beltane. A specific reason for that, as we know, that's the most significant occult holiday or Sabbath of the year. So 1776 is what we get when we add up the digits or the numbers that these Roman numerals stand for. Now, let's apply gematria to these. Now, gematria is a combination of number and form, okay? It stands for gematria. Gematria stands for geometry plus mathematics, okay? So there's form and number. So let's look at the number first and explain the concept of gematria reduction as it is known. And this is seemingly a uh, an oxymoron because uh, gematria reduction is actually addition, which we look at as the opposite of reduction. Okay, but it's essentially reducing complex numbers down to more simplistic numbers through adding their digits that they are comprised of together, and then summing that result. Okay. Just looking at the result of that, making it more simplistic. So, 1776, the number is simply comprised of a 1, a 7, a 7, and a 6. If we add those all together, okay, we will get 1 plus 7, which is 8, plus 7, which is 15, plus 6, which is 21, okay? So, if we add the 2 and the 1 together, we can reduce it further from a two-digit number to a three-digit number, and we will get the number three. This is the simplest reduction of the term 1776. And what I want to do is continue this on the other side of the break so we can see that there is more complex ways that these numbers can be reduced, and that's what we're going to see when we look at how they are put together on the reverse of the Great Seal. We'll pick that up on the other side of the break. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening with Mark Passio. Stay with us, folks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back on What on Earth is Happening. In the last segment, we were talking about the concept of occult numerology known as gematria, and we were seeing how this applies to the reverse of the Great Seal of the United States and the symbolism that is contained therein. We were looking at gematria reduction of the numbers in Roman numeral digits digits on the base of the pyramid, M-D-C-C-L-X-X-V-I, of the Great Seal. And... We added those up, it sums 1776, that is the sum of those Roman numeral digits. Again, significant date for two reasons, the signing of the Declaration of Independence and the for- formation of the uh, modern incarnation of the Illuminati, the dark form of the Illuminati, I should say. 
we see that the numbers 1776 reduce to 3 because they add to 21 and then 2 plus 1 equals 3. This is how gematria reduction wor works. It's simple addition of the digits until you get a single digit number. However, we can also simply sum up the 6 and the 1 and keep the other two digits. Okay, This is another way of doing it. You can simplify uh, in a very uh, simple way until you get down to one digit. So if we simply add the one and the six, we get seven and we can keep the other two sevens in place and we get another very significant occult number, seven, 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 three sevens. Okay. We'll see what that means in a moment, but I just want to show you that it works out the same. Seven plus seven plus seven, of course, is still 21. And that still equals three. This is the commutative, commutative property of addition. It means it doesn't make a difference if you change up the um, the order that you're adding them in. You're still going to get the same result. So let's see how this applies to the Great Seal. If we look now at form and how form is incorporated into the Great Seal, we see there is essentially one shape that is repeated in the Great Seal. Of course, it's contained all within a circle. However, the main shape or focus of the image is a triangle, okay, a three-sided polygon. So if we take that and replicate it three times, because we can see the repetition of three, okay, we have nine letters, so we need to put those around the triangle three times. We have three sides or three vertices of the triangle right and we have nine letters so you could do this with one triangle and just you know start at the top and then go to the base and then you could repeat it three times you'll get the same result I'm just showing it here for simplicity's sake with the first three letters around one triangle the second three letters around a second triangle and the third letters around a third okay you could do it on one it will basically come out to the same thing so Again, these images are very critical. To, to just be hearing this, I know would be difficult. The images are paramount. They re you really need to see the images to go along with this talk. So they're at What on Earth is Happening on the Radio Listen page. And it, uh, you'll see that in a section that says Images for Tonight's Show. If you're listening on podcast, the images are listed with the podcast on my website in the podcast section. So... The first three letters are M, D, C. We place the first letter at the vertex of the at the apex of the pyramid, and then the second two at the base. So this is representing that there is unity at the top where there is light, and there is duality at the bottom where there is low consciousness. Okay? So one letter at the top, two at the base. All right? We do this again for the second series of three letters. C at the apex of the pyramid and L and X at the base. Then the th last three letters are X, V, I. X goes at the apex of the pyramid and V and I go at the base. So now we're going to substitute the values of these letters with, uh, that we're going to substitute in the values for these letters. So the next slide, image number 10, okay, we were looking in image 9, where we place the letters around the, the respective tr pyramids or triangles. Now we're moving to image number 10, where we are now substituting the values for the letters. Okay, so now we have one 1,000 
at the top of the first pyramid and at the at the base of the first pyramid we have 500 and 100 okay because m is 1000 d is 500 and c is 100 all right now the next pyramid was clx so this is 100 at the apex at the very top and then 50 and 10 l and x at the bottom okay the third pyramid we had x at the top and v and i at the bottom this translates to 10 the number 10 at the top and then 5 and 1 at the bottom okay so if we move on to slide number 11 we have a further reduction because what i've simply done is i've kept the three powers of 10 which is also symbolic language powers of a 10 powers of a 10 okay it works out in the english language like that for a specific reason all right we see that those are perfect numbers those are perfect powers of 10 all right but at the bottom we add the the 500 and the 100 on the first pyramid to get 600 and then we add 50 and 10 on the second pyramid and we get 60 and then we add 5 and 1 on the third pyramid to get 6 so I think some people will begin to see a pattern emerging here I know I do and people who think that this is accidental or it just works out like that somehow get over it this is deliberately designed all of these things are not accidental they were very carefully crafted into this sigil because it is an occult sigil so if we go to the next slide which is slide number 12 we see the reduction of these because all of the zeros simply add to nothing they go away so we're left with all ones at the top okay one at the top of every pyramid and that's symbolic that's significant there is unity in light the source the creator the oneness of everything okay at the bottom we have three sixes because we had 660 and 6 which is 666 so there's three sixes when we remove all those zeros even if we just add them together as 660 and 6 we have three sixes 666 and I think we've all heard that number as being the number of the beast the number of Satan the adversary the opposer however you want to look at it it's the number that represents low consciousness base consciousness evil the beast Satan etc okay so if we move to image number 13 I've simply combined them back into one pyramid again I said you could start with just the one shape if you want just keep the pattern going of putting them you know the first letter at the top and then the second two at the base and then repeat that but I've merged them now so we have three ones at the top representing the trinity of thought emotion and action in a state of unification unison oneness non-duality okay the trinity united and we have the number 666 at the base of the pyramid of stone so the trinity representing the light and that's the trinity that our of the expressions of our consciousness 
thoughts, the creator, emotions, the divine mother or spirit, and actions, the divine child. The son, male action, the male principle. Action is the male principle. Okay? And it's the byproduct or the child of our thoughts and our emotions. So that's the state of those three being unified and activated or enlightened. True enlightenment is when all of those three aspects or um, uh, manifestations of consciousness are unified within us and not in a state of opposition or duality. The state where, they, where we don't have these principles activated at all, where we exist in a state of ignorance, apathy, and laziness slash cowardice, is the beast consciousness, 666, the stone. The state of darkness without the light, of weight that crushes our spirit. We'll pick this up on the other side, folks. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned. Broadcasting.com. complex symbolism that is comprised of more simplistic symbolism uh, that is combined together to form uh, something that carries a more complex meaning or story. So in the last uh, few segments, we've been looking at the concept of occult numerology and how the date on the bottom of the pyramid, M-D-C-C-L-X-X-V-I, the Roman numeral date, which represents the year 1776, if we break down that, that, um, those letters and place them around the actual shape and then convert them into their numbers. So if we place them around the pyramid in a specific sequence and then convert them into actual numbers that the, that the Roman numeral digits represent, we get after the gematria reduction or simple addition of the digits, we get the number 111 at the very top of the pyramid, representing the trinity or thought, emotion, and action in a state of unification. And at the bottom, we get the number 666, representing base consciousness. Consciousness without light, without understanding, without reason, in a state of ignorance, apathy, and laziness, and cowardice the opposite of thought, emotion, and action, the opposite of true holistic intelligence, true care, and right action in the world th through courage. So um, what I want to explain in this segment is that 
when we look at the number 111, we see that that is the equivalent, actually, of the number 777, which we have already spoken about. And the reason for that is in gematria, if different numbers or words that are ultimately converted into numbers, if they add to the same number or if they reduce, as it is called in gematria, to the same number, they are have equivalent meanings. Okay? So 111 adds to 3. 1 plus 1 plus 1 is 3. And we already saw that 777 adds to 21, which then adds to 3. 2 plus 1 is 3. So since both of these numbers add to the same reduction number, which is 3, they can be interchanged. They can be transposed. They can be used to represent the same concept or, or idea. They are equivalents in gematria. In occult numerology, 111 and 777 are equivalents. They are identical. They essentially carry the same symbolic connotation. So 777 is the unification of thought, emotion, and action in an activated state of higher consciousness. It is the representation of being like the divine in human form, unity in human form. It's not saying that you are the divine, that you are God. It's saying that you have arrived at a place of unity within yourself. So you are embodying that divine spark that you carry within you. You are expressing it in its fullness through your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions in a state of oneness. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We'll continue this breakdown of occult gematria on the reverse of the Great Seal after these messages. Stay with us, folks. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to What on Earth is Happening on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Mark Passio. We're talking about gematria, or occult numerology, as applied to the reverse of the Great Seal of the United States, the pyramid and all-seeing eye on the back of the $1 bill. All of the images for uh, any of the talks that I give here on What on Earth is Happening can be found on the Radio Listen page when the show is live of whatonearthishappening.com. Click the Listen Live button on the upper left-hand corner of the website. Um, If you're listening on the podcast, the images will be listed underneath the podcast um, on the podcast section of my website, which brings me to my next point. Um, For those who may be new to the show, uh, I understand that it may be difficult coming in at a point like this where I'm breaking down complex symbolism and a lot of these concepts have prerequisites to understand. All of the prerequisites have already been touched upon and explained on former shows and you can go back and listen to any of those for free and download them all. The entire archive of podcasts is at whatonearthishappening.com in the podcast section. Just click the podcast tab. Every show is listed with its topics shown, the date and topics are shown, and then associated images, documents, and videos are also shown uh, below the podcast listing. So uh, avail yourself of that information if you want to uh, catch up 
and um, it's uh, easy to download. Put them on any digital music playing device. Uh, copy them, copy them up. Send them to other people. Do whatever you want with them. They're there uh, for for your edification, basically. So. That having been said, uh, let me give the call-in numbers, which I didn't do in the first hour. Um, if anybody wants to call in, feel free to call in and chime in on any of this. The call-in number is 866-841-1065. Once again, the call-in number 866-841-1065. And uh, let's get right back into the breakdown of the occult numerology in the reverse of the Great Seal the symbol of all Masons the world over, whether they be light or dark Masons, whether they be building with light or building with stone. This is the symbol of both the light and dark occultists. This is the symbol of the world in transition. This is the symbol of the law of attraction. What do we build with? What we build with will directly influence what we get. We reap what we sow. As we think, so we shall become. That's it. And I would add, as we think, feel, and act, show, so the world that we are co-creating through those principles, so it will be like. So it shall be, and then we will have to experience it. In other words, you made your bed, and now you have to lie in it. And uh, I don't think we're doing such a great job, folks. Quite frankly, compared to all of the possible permutations that we could have created with this divine gift of the mind, look at what we've made the world into. You know, a, a practical prison planet that we've heard this term used by people like Alex Jones and others. And it's true that that's what the dark new world order is. It's a prison for souls that is being built and it is almost nearing completion. So if we want to change it, we have to understand the same things that the dark occultists who are running that ship of state, that are running the entire hierarchical occult system, that people are unwitting accomplices in, we have to understand the same knowledge and information that they do. Which means we have to bring hidden knowledge out of the darkness and into the light of day. We have to make the occult no longer hidden. We have to make it common sense. We have to make it known. To a point where it's common sense to anyone just like some of the things that people take for granted today seem like common sense to them, even though they're most of the time radically off the mark about it, about what is real and what isn't. We need to make this information into common ground that we can build a better world on. Because again, it's just information about ourselves. It's what we do with it that determines what the world that we will experience and live in will be like. So we saw in the last segment that when we add these digits together, we're, we're looking at, we're picking up on image number 14 on the radio listen page of the website. And we see that when we finished the gematria reduction 
of these nine digits, MDC, CLX, XVI, we get at the very apex of the pyramid, 777, representing the unification of the expressions of consciousness in man. And then the number 666, which represents base consciousness, unconsciousness, in other words, being kept in the dark, no activation of thought, emotion, or action. So image 15 is a simple chart that explains this concept and these two occult numbers and their associated meanings. Image 15 is a chart about gematria or occult numerology. It shows the numbers 777 and 666 and explains their meanings. 777 means man in a state of unity consciousness, thought, emotion, and action are activated, unified, or complete. The gematria reduction is three for the number 777. Again, the trinity, the law of three, etc. Okay? The, tr- the true triangle or pyramid. Fire in the middle. Pyra, fire, mid, middle. Pyramid, the fire in the middle, is the awakened pineal gland in the middle of the head. The third eye, the middle eye, the one eye, the true one eye. Not the fake one that we're given as money, which is why this symbol is put on money, mon eye, one eye. And yes, that is how simple the occult is, through words and terms and symbols. That's it. That's what it is. But because we don't understand it as a whole, it has effect upon our subconscious. We don't understand what's really being said to us through the money that we carry around as occult talismans. This ultimately is all part of talismanic magic. The number 666, its meaning is man in a state of base consciousness or beast consciousness, opposition, adversarial, duality, thought, emotion, and action are inactive or incomplete. And this is what most people are in, this state of consciousness. It is the number of mankind as they exist right now unfortunately the vast bulk of them its reduction is 9 because 6 plus 6 plus 6 is 18 1 plus 8 is 9 what is the symbolic significance of the number 9 we'll pick that up on the other side of this next break you're listening to what on earth is happening with Mark Passio here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. We'll be right back, folks. Don't go anywhere. All right, folks, we're back on what on earth is happening. And before the break, we were looking at the number nine and its symbolic significance. And I'm sorry about the background noise. I'm not sure what's causing it. I think that's something outside here. So um, 
we were looking at the number nine and its symbolic significance, and we see that when we reduce the numbers 777, we get the number three. When we reduce the number 666, we get the number nine. So these being at the respectively at the apex and base of the pyramid, 777 reduces to three, and we put three at the apex. This is image number 16 now that we're looking at on whatonearthishappening.com on the radio listen page. At the base, we reduce the number 666, and we get nine because it adds to 21. Six, I'm sorry, it adds to 18. Six plus six plus six is 18, and then one plus eight is nine. So that's how we reduce in gematria, meaning we add together to get a more simplistic number to take it down to a single digit number. So in image number 17, I've put a slide together that explains in someone else's words what nine means on an occult level. So this is the word, these are the words of Anton LaVey, the former high priest of the Church of Satan who wrote the Satanic Bible and the Satanic Rituals two books that basically encapsulate the ideology of Satanism. And from his book, The Satanic Rituals, here is a quote about the number nine and what it means in occult terms. LaVey says, despite others' attempts to identify a certain number with Satan, it will be known that nine is his number. Nine is the number of the ego, for it always returns to itself no matter what is done through the most complex multiplication of nine by any other number, in the final equation, nine alone will stand forth. Now, LaVey is telling you what the number of ego is, and hence what the number of the adversary or the opposer or the one who divides, the one who keeps us separate, the one who keeps us in duality. And I shouldn't shouldn't even use it as the, the, the term one, the one, it's the force that does this. We can't look at this as a being or a person, it's a force. And it's a force that we have a choice whether to cooperate with, whether to align ourselves with, or whether to go in the other direction, which is the force of unity and true power and truth and light, which is the opposite of duality, the opposite of Satan. Okay, we need to understand this as a concept, not a person or a being. All right? So, he's telling you part of the truth, but he's not telling you about gematria, about reduction of digits when you add them together. He says, despite others' attempts to identify a certain number with Satan, and he's talking about the number 666, but what he's not telling you is that 666 and 9 are equivalents when it comes to gematria or occult numerology. They have the same meaning. 666 and 9 are identical because when, they, when 666 is reduced, it reduces to 18 and then to 9. So when he's talking about this, these properties of nine, when it comes to multiplication, what does he mean? Well, in image number 18, I've put together a chart about the um, multiplication and addition properties of the number nine and what this means symbolically, okay? Not just from a left brain mathematical perspective, but symbolically, occultically, what does this... Uh, what is this saying to us about the number nine? Okay, so um, 
the numbers nine, when added to anything, when we add nine to any other digit, we change no value of that digit uh, in, in the final result, in the reduction. So when we get, when we add nine plus one, we get 10 and the, the number 10 reduces to one. Okay. So we have changed nothing. We started with one, we added nine, we get 10 and then one plus zero reduces to one. We go back to where we started. Let's do this with the number two. We add two plus nine, we get 11. And then one plus one is two. It reduces to the same thing that we started out with, which was two. Three plus nine equals 12. We add one plus two and we get three. We're back to three. We do this with any number, okay, or any series of numbers. We add nine, it changes nothing. Okay, so if we look at what this ultimately symbolically represents is adding ego, nine, the number of ego, to anything changes nothing. You cannot create change with the ego, okay? Until you get out of ego, no true change is going to take place. If you're focused on service to self instead of service to others, ultimately no, no transformation is going to take place, okay? In addition to this, we can see the properties when it comes to multiplication, which is what LaVey was talking about in his statement from the Satanic Rituals. Nine plus times one is nine, okay? Nine times two is 18. And then in the reduction, okay, one plus eight is nine, all right? Nine times three is 27. Two plus seven is nine. Nine times four is 36. Three plus six is nine. We're always coming back to nine. Nine is replicating itself through multiplying. Okay? You can do this with any number, even a decimal number. Okay? And the result, you add the digits, even if it has many decimal places, you're going to get a result that adds to nine. And what this symbolically is saying when it comes to the proper properties of multiplication as applied to the number nine is that whenever the ego is multiplied, all that you ever end up getting is more ego. When you multiply ego, you get more of the same. You don't change anything in this method as well. You're, you're starting with something, you're multiplying it through something else, and then you're coming back to the same thing. No change is being affected Things are staying the same in a state of base consciousness because ego is being applied and you get more base consciousness, which is ultimately illusion. See, ultimately nine, since it represents ego, which is the false self, the false identity that we think of as ourself, whenever you add it, it changes nothing. Whenever you multiply it, you get more of the same and it's all illusion. Nine is the number of illusion because the ego, the idea of the ego as that we think of as ourselves, as something separate from everything else, that's what we mean by the ego, the state of separation, of duality, of us versus them thinking, ultimately that's illusion. It has no actual value. Adding nine, as we see on the left-hand side of this chart is like adding zero. One plus nine is 10. Add the two digits, one and zero, you get one. 
let's take, for example, 8 plus 9. 8 plus 9 is 17. 1 plus 7 is 8. We could just substitute 0 for 9, and it would be basically mean the same result. Anything plus 0, nothing changes. Not adding 9 is like adding 0, because adding ego is adding illusion. After this break, stay with us. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We'll be right back, folks. Okay, folks, we're back on What on Earth is Happening. I'm Mark Passio, my website, whatonearthishappening.com. In the last segment, we saw the properties of the number nine, why it is the number of the ego, why it is the number of Satan and revered in Satanism in general, because it represents base consciousness, which is what Satanists and dark Luciferians want to keep people in so that nothing changes and they continue to rule this world. So nine being the number of ego, being the number that represents the inability to create change, that's what the force of opposition, which is conceptually referred to as Satan, wants. That force wants people in a state of duality, in opposition, most of all with themselves, not just with each other, so that people won't actually do the things that they know to be right and will continue to make justifications and excuses for not doing what they know that they really should be doing. So in image number 19 on the website, I show this process okay, of coming out of that state of illusion, of ego where the ego is ruling the being, where it is ruling their mind and their actions. And that is at the base of the pyramid. I also show in conjunction with the pyramid and all-seeing eye, the compasses and square of Freemasonry, because again, the symbol has everything to do with a building project referred to as the New World Order. And we, I've placed... The number 9 at the bottom of this image, which represents the number 666, and I've placed the number 3 at the top of both symbols on the left and right here, the pyramid and all-seeing eye, and the compasses and the square. This is image number 19 on the radio listen page of whatonearthishappening.com. And I've symbolically put on here these arrows that represent the direction that we need as a species, as, as a, a whole, that humanity as a whole needs to attempt to move. This is the great work that we are charged with doing, of taking ourselves out of base consciousness, okay, out of the beast or animalistic modality, and moving up toward the state of true reason, of alignment with natural law, of understanding of ourselves as sovereign beings, understanding ourselves as part of the all, having a divine spark within each of us. And trying to express that in its fullness, which is represented by, respectively, the all-seeing eye and the compasses. Compassion, true compassion, true care. The divine shape, okay, that traces the circle in the grand 
geometry, okay? The design of the grand geometer, all right? So we need to come out of the base, out of the blocks, get past the barriers to the light, right? Because the barriers of stone is what's blocking us from the light. We need to come off of the square and go onto the compasses. And we do that through G, right? Getting in touch with Gnosis, with the grand architect, the creator, true care, the Gaia principle, the divine mother, all of these things the G represents. We talked about that extensively in the past when we looked at this symbol in the breakdown of Freemasonic symbolism. So coming out of base consciousness or 666 and ascending to 777, embodying the light, activating thought, emotion, and action. Each one of these numbers represents thought, emotion, and action. The first six in 666, thought, the second one, emotion, the third one, action. We need to make them from the number of incompletion, which is six, to the number of completion in human form, which is seven. This does not, again, mean that we become God, okay? It means we embody the light within us. We are in this world, but not of it. We recognize our true source. We recognize our, uh, our true nature as spiritual beings. So that's 777, the, the number of ascension. All right? And the, this process of ascension, of having, having completed the great work, in other words, is 777, this process of ascending, coming out of the nine and going toward the three, or out of 666 and going toward the 777, is the number 93, is what is symbolic of that. Because we're leaving the nine and going to the three. So this is in another occult system called Thelema is the number that is used to represent the will that is required to make this journey, to make this climb from base consciousness to higher awareness, from ego to true compassion and care and right action. It's called Thelema. This is a Greek word. It means will. Okay, so the process involves willpower, and the other thing it represents is agape, or love. That's the word love in Greek. Okay, so interest, interestingly, if we take the gematria of these two words in Greek, because you could do gematria in any language. You could do it in Hebrew, you could do it in Greek, you could do it in English. In the Greek language, if you take the two words that this, this number of the process of ascension, 93, right, um, represents, it represents will and love. Those are the things required to complete the great work, all right? If you look at the, their gematria, their uh, numerological addition of each letter in the word, so the, the word thelema comes from Greek. It is spelled theta, epsilon, lambda, eta, mu, alpha. Okay? If you take each numerical equivalent of each letter of that word, theta is equivalent to nine in Greek gematria. Epsilon is equivalent to five. Lambda is equivalent to 30. Eta is equivalent to eight. Mu is equal to 40. And alpha 
is equivalent to one. So we have theta, epsilon, lambda, eta, mu, alpha, which is nine plus five plus 30 plus eight plus 40 plus one, and we get the number 93. And that word means will, thalema. If we do the same with the Greek word agape, which is alpha, gamma, alpha, pi, eta. And we take the, gemat the gematria equivalents of each one of those letters in Greek. Alpha is 1, gamma is 3, alpha is 1 again, pi is 80, and eta is 8. We get 1 plus 3 plus 1 plus 80 plus 8, which again is equivalent to 93. This is telling us that these words are basically equivalents, that they mean the same thing. The true will is love, and love is the true will. It is higher consciousness, and it is the process of ascending to higher consciousness. We loved ourselves to get up to that level of consciousness from where we were at, and we love others if we attempt to communicate the same message that got us to that level of understanding and helped us to perform that great work upon ourselves. It is love that drives that. So Thalema and Agape, will and love are equivalents. And it is they are both what are required to make this process of ascension happen. To go from the nine to the three. That's why 93 is a very significant occult number. And all of this is going to come full circle. Specifically when we look at the 9-11 event. So Image number 19 showing this occult number 93 and how it is a process of ascension out of base consciousness and to the activation of thought, emotion, and action and those manifestations of consciousness coming to their completion within humanity. That's what that represents. And ultimately, that's what this symbol on the back of the dollar bill represents when it comes to the positive side, the light new world order being created. And that seal that I made showing one great work, truth, love, and freedom, is the great work completed. And that's what it will manifest as. The truth being known, love being the emotional quality that is the most active and present instead of fear, like it is now, and true freedom and sovereignty being understood and lived. So with that having been said, I'm going to uh, go to the calls after this next break. And then at the very end, I will attempt to uh, tie this all together with what is known as the higher degrees or the illuminated degrees of Freemasonry, which we touched upon last week um, in the last image, image number 20 on the uh, website. So coming up in the next segment, going to the calls and seeing what some people have to say, and uh, then I'll wrap it up to take us out. Stay with us, folks. Obey, no independent thought, don't think of yourself. I wear my 
Welcome back, folks. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening on Oracle Broadcasting. I'm going to go to the phones in this segment, and then I'm going to wrap it up with an explanation of the illuminated degrees and what that really means. So here we go. Let's see what some callers have to say. Caller, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. What do you have for us today? Hello, Hello? caller. Yes, you're live. Hello, yeah. This is Anthony from Portland. How are you? Doing you, fine. Great. Hey, um, Mark, uh, I first started um, catching you through uh, Jan Irvin. Yes. Uh, on your Gnostic Media. Yes. And uh, I've been listening to some of your podcasts. And uh, all i got to say is, wow, it's great information. I can't believe you're giving it away. I appreciate that. <laughs> it, it, this, this isn't my anyway. information. This is information that belongs to the people of the world. And, uh, you know... I, I, I don't charge for that. There's nothing uh, for sale up on my website. Uh, I'm, I'm doing my best to help uh, enlighten people to what's really going on in the world. Uh, yeah, and uh, believe me, I, I really do appreciate it. In fact, it helped me identify uh, something, my own kind of poisoned worldview, and uh, I'm trying to work through that as things go. Anyway, the reason I called, and um, I have a question, and what I'm looking at is... How do these elites avoid the, the law of attraction? How do they avoid, they're putting out all this negativity into the world. How do they avoid having that come back on them? That's a great question, and I, I do have an answer for that. I do understand how that works. They're not the ones really doing it. They're getting other people to do it for them and absorb all of that negative karmic consequence. See, David Rockefeller or Zbigniew Brzezinski or um, the Pope, or um, George Bush, or um, Henry Kissinger aren't going and waging war against other people who they never met and killing people and taking their resources from their country, uh, etc. Um, they're just telling people to go and do that. They're not the ones who are putting down um, political protests and freedom of speech and people's natural law inherent rights. They're whispering in people's ears and getting them to do that for them. Okay? They're putting they're poisoning their worldviews through what they're saying and the through the things that they are teaching people that they are accepting as reality by not critically judging that information to determine its veracity or truth. And then they are going and taking actions based on that falsity. So ultimately, the bulk of that karmic consequence is being directly absorbed by the people doing those actions. And this is a huge point of contention and disagreement, and people will say, oh no, it only has to do with what the intention is. Absolute nonsense. It has everything to do with the action that is taken or not taken. That is where the karmic consequence of the law of attraction is derived from. And anybody that will tell you otherwise is lying or doesn't know. So the people who are really performing the evil of the world are the one who are going to absorb the most karmic consequences as a result, even if they think they're doing it for a greater purpose or the common good or whatever the lie that they buy have bought. They do not understand that it is them and them alone who are going to absorb the karmic consequence of that action. 
And that's a hard pill to okay. swallow for most people. But that's the truth. Yeah, no, I do hear what you're saying. Um, so, so if someone hires the hitman, they both bear responsibility, but of the karmic consequence, most of it goes to the hitman. Absolutely right. Abs 100% absolutely right. That's right. They're, okay. both, they're both acts of evil, but the person who is taking that action actually performed the evil. Think okay. about it real okay. deeply. I mean, sit and think about that. Really contemplate on that for a long time. That's something that most people do not grasp. If you grasp that and think about that in relation to your own life and your own actions, the finger stops being pointed outward and starts being pointed inward. And that's the whole purpose of this show, to get people to examine, to re-examine themselves. Because if we don't cooperate with this agenda, it's game over. The world would be free overnight you. if people stopped cooperating with this agenda and living in the fear that they propagate. Mm -hmm. So uh, the, the other question. I, yes. Okay. Uh, the, the other question I had for you was, uh, who do you think is at the very top? I mean, I read some of the David Icke stuff, and he kind of postulates that there's some kind of demonic ent entity that... Right. Um, feeds off of all of the fear and all the pain and suffering sure. going on in this world. It's a, it's a force, ultimately. It's the force of fear. The force of fear is what wants to continue to live and be fed. Whether you look at that as something that is embodied in an actual consciousness of a, of a being or not, to tell you the truth, it doesn't matter. The game is the same. It's played the same way. It uses the same methodologies, whether it happens to be an extraterrestrial species, demonic entities, a, a non-corporeal force, or just humans living here on this planet. It doesn't matter who's at the top. All that matters is the ideology that they are promulgating and the methodologies of mind control that they are using to get us to go along with that agenda. We wake up to that, it's game over. So great questions. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree. I appreciate the questions. Thanks so much for, for the call. I'm going to move on to well, another call now. So thanks for, thanks for calling well. in. Thank you. Hope you have a nice evening. You too. Okay, here we go. We have another caller. Caller, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Hello? Hi, how are you? Is it, am I on? Yes, you are. You're on live. What do you have for us? Oh, I just wanted to tell you that, of course, um, carbon, we, lived in a, we live in a carbon-based world, and it has six protons, six neutrons, and six electrons. Interesting. Right? Also, I mean, this is interesting because these um, principles apply to actual properties in our world. The uh, nine in Vedic math is nine and zero. Interesting. Yeah. I just wanted to tell you that. So it, it, these principles do apply. Absolutely. Other You'll than just... You'll find this in many different things. You'll find the, these number systems, you know, uh, in many different occult schools. You'll find that um, this applies in so many different aspects of the world in which we live. I mean, look at the number 777, for example, how it's used by people. Mm -hmm. It's where you see it the most often in casinos. You see it, that's the jackpot number. Because they're trying to get you to identify with that number. They know what it means occultically. And they're trying to sell you on that number to get you to keep playing and giving them money. You know? 
That's one of the main uses of, of that number. They know it's the number of that, that what people ultimately want in life is that, that level of completion within themselves that they don't have. And so they're selling it to them through a symbol on a, on a jackpot, on a, uh, a slot machine. Yeah. So I, pre- I appreciate the points. Thanks. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. I think I'll stop there with calls and we will look at the last point that I wanted to bring up for the last couple minutes. If you look at image number 20, which is the final image for tonight, you'll see the compasses and square of Freemasonry placed over, once again, the pyramid and all-seeing eye. And as I said, this symbol is a representation, ultimately, this reverse of the Great Seal is a representation, ultimately, of the illuminated degrees of Masonry. Okay? So... The, the lower degrees go up to level 32, and this is the number of freezing, the freezing point of water, meaning that the water is still ice, 32 and below. It has not thawed. It has not become flowing. It has not warmed to the point that it has received the warmth of the light, come out into the light of day so that it could melt or thaw, okay? It's still frozen. The blocks are frozen, below 32, but upon reaching the 33rd degree, that's the beginning of the illuminated degrees. And there are 13 of these illuminated degrees. When we add those 13 degrees or illuminati degrees to the 32nd, the 32 below them of the red lodge, the red and blue lodge, okay, we get 45. Now, what is the significance of the number 45? Well, that is the angle or the degree that you need to reach to go past the, the square and go to the compasses. When we transcend base consciousness and go to higher consciousness or compassion, we make a 45 degree angle with that square in relation to that square. That's why 45th, the 45th degree is the top of the illuminated degrees of masonry. That's all we have time for, folks. I'm sorry. We'll see you here next week on What on Earth is Happening. 